0: is gonna happen. And so they go, they encounter Jesus, and this is what he says. When they, or excuse me, let me back up. So when they saw him, they worshiped him just as the women did, but some were doubtful. I am always encouraged when I read this book. Here are his own disciples seeing him, and in this moment, seeing Christ, they are uncertain some of them. Have you been uncertain recently? Have the things that you thought should happen didn't? Have you thought you were disappointed in the things that you saw around you? Maybe you were disappointed in other Christians. Maybe you were disappointed with God. Maybe you didn't think it was going to work out this way. Well, they all didn't think it was going to work out this way, even though Jesus told them he was going to be crucified. They didn't think it. He said it clearly. So none of their expectations were happening. They expected him to take over. They expected a political solution. They expected to reign with him right then and there. And none of that, none of that happened to their expectation. So they're doubtful. And Jesus doesn't berate them. Think of the times he rebuked them like, have you no faith when they were in the boat with him? But he doesn't do that. He simply teaches them. And this is what he has to say. He says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Jesus is saying, I am now king. I'm king of everything. Now, certainly, Jesus had authority before. We saw him have authority to forgive sins, we saw him have authority to heal the sick, we saw him have authority to cast out demons. So what is he talking about that now he has all authority? Because he has defeated the things that keep us enslaved. He now rules over everything. If you rule over all heaven and all earth, what does that leave out? It's not that he didn't have authority before, but that authority because of his victory has been extended over everything. And so with him having all this authority, and we need to pay attention to these alls because in having all authority, there is no one higher than him. As you and I think about when we pray, we are talking to the ultimate authority. Have you ever been in a store and you weren't like happy with the answer you got and you said, can I talk to the manager? You, you want to bump it up a notch. There's no further notch. We serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. He has all authority. So what does he tell us to do with this? This is what he says. He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age the first thing he says is make disciples. What's wrong with our world today? Many people will tell you that things are not as they should be. You just look around and you can see that. But is the problem that we don't have enough laws? Is the problem that we don't have the right government? Is the problem anything other than the hearts of men and women? See, the problem is sin. The problem is people are living for the wrong things. You and I change the world by making disciples. The problem isn't that things are legal. The problem are that things are thinkable. That people think that the things that are destructive are answers. And so Jesus says, go and make disciples. The king's agenda is to make disciples. Now, we're going to talk about the fact that there are three verbs or three participles that modify this instruction, but the main instruction is for you and I to make disciples. And so what that means is that we've got to be disciples ourselves. Do you know what a disciple is? You know, if you're told to make something, you kind of have to have a blueprint. Like, hmm, what does this look like? It's hard to make something that you don't know exists or don't know what it is. And so, what is a disciple? Well, the disciples knew what a disciple was because they had just been disciples of Jesus. They had followed him and learned from him and been taught by him. As you look at the Sermon on the Mount, you get a good picture of what the culture of heaven is like. You get a good picture of the kind of people we can become Through faith in Jesus. So become a disciple and then make disciples. Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and repentance is turning from an old life to a new. We receive the forgiveness that Jesus has purchased for us. We receive the cleansing and are set free from the control of sin and can live different kinds of lives. As a disciple, we are learning how to do everything we do. Not just religious stuff, everything from Jesus. He teaches us how to be good employees. He teaches us how to be good neighbors. He teaches us how to be good husbands and wives. He teaches us how to do everything we do in his name, with his power, with his strength. So we become disciples and we make disciples, but of who? Well, the scriptures tell us it's all nations. We're supposed to make decisions. If we want the world to be better, if we want it to be different, we help people find Jesus. Now, the word nations may have all kinds of, you know, things go through our head because we think the United Nations and we think countries, but here in the scriptures, nations always refers to people. It reveals. Speaks to ethnic groups, people of different heritages. And these all come from the Tower of Babel where the world was divided. And those divisions still exist. And those divisions get worse because we are against all kinds of things. You know, there's them and there's us all throughout the world. And what Jesus is saying is, I don't want you just to make disciple of us. I want you to make disciples of them. Whoever you think might be your enemy... We're supposed to love, we're supposed to help them come to know Jesus, and we have all authority behind us to do that. What's fascinating about our world today is that Jesus tells us that we're supposed to go, but the world is coming to us. We live in an amazing country because people wanna actually be here. How are we treating the stranger How are we treating those that come here? As well as, are we going? It's clear that the command is for us to make disciples, and it involves going, it involves baptizing. Baptizing, obviously, can be a reference to the fact that when someone comes to faith, we immerse them in water. That's a sign of their faith. They, they give testimony to that. But it says, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if baptizing is immersing, and we are doing that in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, what we are really doing is immersing people in the reality of God. There should be something about us when we are together that gives people a taste of what God is like. The way we love one another should be reminiscent of the way Jesus loved his disciples. His, one of his commands was, love one another just as I have loved you. And so if we want people to see Jesus, we need to look like him in the way we treat one another as we invite them. We immerse them in the reality of God because Jesus promises to be present with us. So we go, we baptize and we teach, and what do we we teach? We teach all the commands. Are you learning from Jesus how to do everything? It begins It begins with repentance. and repentance isn't feeling sorry. repentance is changing our mind. It is turning from an old way of life to a new way of life that Jesus gives us. It's when we come to Jesus. As he says, all come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We find rest in the way of Jesus. So he tells us he has all authority. He tells us to go to all nations. He tells us to teach all of my commands. And then he says, I am with you always. Jesus is with us. He's here today. He said, wherever two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst. He's here inviting you to be his disciple, to walk with him. And he's inviting you to make disciples. There are lots of different kinds of things that we can give ourselves to. There's lots of different pursuits that we can have. But Matthew ends with, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this morning, we can celebrate the resurrection, but the real celebration isn't just when we flower the cross, isn't when we gather to sing praises. The real celebration is every single day when we live in the power of the risen Christ to do what needs to be done in our world with his strength, with his grace upon us. That's when we really celebrate the resurrection. So let me summarize. First of all, Jesus is reigning now. He's over everything. There isn't a place you can go on the planet where he is not in charge. Yes, I understand that there are other forces at work. They have not been taken out of the way yet. But Jesus will deal with them He doesn't tell us to go to war against them in the the kinds of ways that we have seen in our world. He tells us to make disciples. There is spiritual warfare, yes, to be sure. But think about what the early church did. The early church multiplied in an oppressive oppressive environment where Christians were killed. Jesus is reigning now. He commissions us with a task. Matthew is leaving us with this. He doesn't talk about the ascension. He doesn't talk about anything else. He leaves us with this. He leaves us with the commission. Are you a disciple and are you making disciples? That's our best response. Let me pray. Father, we thank you that Jesus has risen. He has risen indeed. We thank you that even now he is reigning. He is at your right hand. You have given him the position far above all rule and authority in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. We thank you for what he has done for us. Lord, may we worship you here, when we're gathered together, but even more, may we worship you by how we live our lives. May we be disciples who listen to your commands and walk with you in the grace and strength that Jesus gives us. May we reflect your beauty to our world around us, and may we help people become followers of you. That is our mission. That is our task. May we do it with boldness. May we do it with gratitude. May we do it every day.